K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Yo, what's the damn deal? You know what it is. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Black on both sides. Step into the podcast dojo. I'm one half of the host, King Kunta 3X. My president is still black, and my king is T'Challa. And my co-host, world-renowned, locally known, universally, universally accepted, can't mess that up. Apologies that I stammer, stalled, stalled, and faltered on that because I really do mean this shit. Nine out of ten Dennis. Fuck that tenth Dennis. Be honest. What's up, B? My president is orange. I ain't got no king. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you know, they didn't win Best Picture. Black Panther did not win Best Picture at the Oscars last week. But Green Book did. Fuck all of that. <laughs> Fuck a white dude driving around a black dude going through a coming of age tale when he decides, you know what? You black people are actually okay. So opposite driving Miss Daisy is not even good. Driving Miss Daisy was racist. It's but the opposite- reverse driving Miss Davies. Daisy. It's the reverse shit. So it's but that's what I'm saying. Like there's a white dude driving a black dude around. That's not even good enough for you guys. Fuck all that. More importantly. How many of these goddamn supporting actor awards is Marshall Ali going to win? He needs to talk to his damn agent. Uh, I don't know. I think that that's his role, though. I don't think he's really... Supporting actor? He's not he really a lead guy. You got to fill out the resume, B. He's not really a lead guy. You got to fill out the resume. You got to you know what? I think it's time to step my game up just a little bit, another notch. Although no? I am watching um, True Detective on HBO right now, and it's pretty good. And he's a, I guess he's a, he's a co-star on that because the other guy and him are. Of course he is. <laughs> actually, he's you know number what? one actually, in support. No, actually, he's the lead act. He's the lead character in this in this um, show. So if he doesn't, well, I guess it's too late. But he should have won something well, for that. Well, it's a TV show, so maybe the uh, what are the Tonys, Emmys, Emmys. Yep. See, if we can we'll get see, him an Emmy. We'll see. I mean, that's next. By the way. I would be remiss if I didn't mention one of King Kunta's favoritist trap rappers of all time. Two chains, goddamn. Though every time I hear two chains in my back of my mind, I'd be thinking Teddy Boy. Yeah. Rapper go to the league. Fire, 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 fire. Emojis. <laughs> I will say this though It's one of those albums Where you need to listen With your headphones first You just let that shit Bump in the, bump in the, in the ride It's not gonna come through correctly You gotta make sure All of your, your You got those optimized Headphones Or earphones Airpods For those that are not poor In your ear And you can really hear The production And the trappiest of the super duper flow by one two chains. Love it. Have you heard it to be honest? I haven't heard it yet, but two chains is all right. Yeah, but this new one is nice. AR by LeBron James. LeBron, <laughs> PSA. Put the damn orange ball through the damn orange hoop. How about that shit? How about you AR these Lakers? How about that? I'm right. sorry. That came from a Kunta angry place. I apologize. So- Lakers are not going to make the playoffs, and I'm just. I just, you know, I guess what happens when you tell everybody not named LeBron you're going to fucking trade them for AD, uh, for AD and it doesn't happen. Are we giving LeBron 
credit for A and R in this album for real? Yes. Okay. I mean, Two Chains does. I need to. I need to do a little research first. I need to, to ask a couple of people a couple of questions because I'm, I'm not buying it. That's the that's the message they are pumping. Hmm. Anyway, be honest. I want to talk to our listeners. Listeners out there, we're going to do things up a little bit different. Uh, BNSI have been talking about, you know, optimizing the show. And so one of the things we're going to do is we're going to try to give you more of a heads up on what exactly we're talking about and when. So we're about to segue into uh, the first part of our show, uh, which is loosely entitled, I haven't discussed it to be honest, but it's, I'm going to call it today, maybe it'll stick, What's Hot in Them Streets? You with me? You with me. BNSI, you know what's hot in them streets? Uh, no, I don't. Not right now. Free Tristan Thompson. God damn. What does a nigga got to do? What else? What more? What more do you want from me? Chloe. Chewbacca, get in here. Let me, let me holler at you. Let this nigga go. Free him. Let him go. Is she holding You hear about this shit, be honest? I've heard loosely, I've, vaguely, I've heard about the, the uh, but I don't know why people need to free him. Because this bitch said we're going to work it out. He's like, oh. what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kissed I saw somebody. this great meme. It said, Tristan, I tried everything. Lamar Odom, everything? <laughs> then it goes dot, dot, dot. Then it goes dot, dot, dot. Then it's a meme of Chris Rock from New Jack City smoking that crack pipe. They keep calling me. Right. Tristan's going to have to smoke crack. That's really what the upshot of this. You're going to have to get on that crack pipe to get out of this Kardashian shit. Yeah, Lamar just said, fuck it. Yeah, but what I like is that Big Willie and Jada is like, cancel the Kardashians. You see that shit? No. Jordan Woods, the chick that apparently was Kylie's BFF. Right. FF. Right. Used to be a BBW. Now she is a W. Um, she went to the same doctors. Anywho, she went on red table uh, with uh, fucking uh, Jada to talk about her side of the story. She has a side. Apparently, she claims they didn't sleep together. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. I buy that. But the more important thing is this is a flex because her birthday, Jordan Woods, her birthday was like a few days after this shit broke. And Will Smith said, happy birthday, and we love you, and we got you, and all this other shit. What? This is a, this is a Smith flex on the Kardashians. Okay. So I'm here to see how this plays out, because I think the Smiths, the Smiths are about to try to cancel the Kardashians. Cancel them. Fuck it. I'm tired of seeing all these black people get canceled. Well, at the end of the day, we know what the shit it's about. Trying to save that show, their show. Apparently it almost got canceled, but it didn't. So the red, they gonna the red table no, show. Mama Jordan, whatever the fuck in chief, uh, uh, Chris Jenner, she's gonna find a way to fucking spin this. Oh, um, you mean the Kardashian show? Yeah, that's all this shit's on the show. Oh, Psst. you know that's how they eat. That's how they. That's how they eating out here. Yeah. Speaking of eating out here, be honest. I know that. You know, you're rich. We've talked about this. Maybe not on this podcast, but in the Slack room. <laughs> hint, hint. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. You should get in there. Uh, listeners, you want to find out, see how the sausage is made? Pause. See how we talk about how we get to where we're, where we're getting? Hear the scuttlebutt about the other shows? Get in the Slack room. Email rarasonics.com and ask to get in the Slack room. And for the low, low price of a picture of a human being, hopefully it's you, you can get in the Slack room for free 99 and interact with me and be honest on the reg. Any event, be honest. If you were, if would you rather be rich or wealthy? Wealthy. 
Okay, so let's let's talk about a rich nigga and a wealthy nigga. Okay. And I use the term nigga loosely because I do know there are actual real names. So Young Dolph, you familiar with Young Dolph? Vaguely. The rapper? Yep. Okay. Well, Young Dolph was eating at a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Might be near you. It's in... Um, Fairburn, I saw that. Yeah. Minding his own business. Right. I'm hope- Hopefully he had the biscuits because they're divine. And someone comes in and says, excuse me, announcement. Someone is breaking into an SUV outside. Young Dolph thinks to himself, wait a damn minute. I drove here in an SUV. They jacked the nigga's SUV. <laughs> you want to know how much in stolen property he's claiming was inside said SUV? I believe I saw something like uh, half a million. Half a milli. A milli, a milli, a mil- Half a milli. First off, Young Dolph, look at you doing things. I didn't know you accumulate assets and and, and upwards of half a milli. Who knew? Assets, wow. eh? Didn't know that. Didn't know you had it in you. I didn't know you had it in you, Young Dolph. Uh, anyway, let's break down this half milli that he reported. You've got a uh, Richard Milley watch, estimated value of $230,000. You got two diamond chains, roughly estimated at $57,000 and $27,000 a piece. You've got a Paddock Philippe watch. By the way, be honest, that's what a Paddock is. You never told me, asshole. That's $85,000. Go back and listen. I did ask you what a Paddock was. You never told me. Sorry. You've got... You've got Cartier sunglasses. They still doing that shit? I guess Young Dolph was $24,000. <laughs> then a Glock. <laughs> Had to say it that way for my, uh, for my, my favorite pip from London town. Source Lord Savage the 21st. How many Glocks Glock. you got? Then he had a Pirelli backpack. I thought they made tires. Right. Then he had a, an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know who was a mini or if it was a pro, but it was an iPad. He reported it. And a MacBook. The funny thing is, he didn't give the Mac the iPad a dollar amount, which makes me think it might have been a mini. Right. But he gave the MacBook a $3,000 amount. I don't know how you get a $3,000 MacBook, but apparently he said he had one. Oh, no, they have those. They do? Yes. Oh, you didn't know they had one. Yeah, they definitely have more expensive than that. Okay. Okay, my question. So, uh, so he reported that as part of his half a milli of shit jacked from him while he was eating biscuits. Probably not, but if you know what's up at Cracker Barrel, then biscuits are the truth at Cracker Barrel. So far, sadly, there have been no arrests made. Oh, I'm no. Shocked. So, wealthy nigga or rich nigga? What do you think, be honest? Neither. He's full of shit. First of all, if he had $500,000 worth of anything, it wouldn't be sitting in a fucking SUV. That's it just was. Not- that's just no, and and what SUV is it? Is it a Rolls Royce SUV? I hope it's not a Ford SUV. What the fuck? We don't. I, I don't. I apologize, listeners. I don't know that part. It's <laughs> an <you> undescribed, <laughs> unnamed SUV for the purposes of rap of rap. Uh, fucking uh, streets credibility. Let's just assume it's a G wagon. Can we do that? Let's assume, but I doubt it. So he's got two hundred probably not thousand dollar. He's one of his watches is two hundred fifty thousand dollars, but he's driving a Ford SUV or something. I'm just guessing. No, it's probably not a Ford. Let's it's not Cadillac. Let's, let's not play him short. It's probably not a Ford Cadillac. It, we'll, we'll just assume it's a it's a, going to be a sixty thousand dollar plus SUV. Still, his watch is two fifty. Why doesn't he have a driver or car service or something? 
that's I don't know, man. That's the difference in rich and wealthy. A rich person. Okay, let's talk about another person that fits in this category because it's a segue. <laughs> okay. Former NFL wide receiver uh, and now on air personality, Keyshawn Johnson. Okay. You familiar with Keyshawn Johnson? Very much so. So he's out here in these LA streets, heavy. He's on ESPN radio. He's got ESPN 710 out here in LA. You know, he former he went to college at USC, so he's parlaying all that in his NFL career into a broadcasting career. He said on air, literally, literally, two days ago, maybe three days ago, unrelated to Young Dolph, completely unrelated. How does Keyshawn drive around the mean streets of downtown LA? A Prius. Stick with me. Okay. Keyshawn apparently does not lock his Prius. Interesting, huh? No, who's still in a Prius? Okay, we're going to go next level. Keyshawn also said <laughs> that his traditional course of dealing, his regular practice, is to leave his key in said unlocked Prius. You know what he Because what the fuck you just said? Who steals a Prius? That's his argument. This nigga got so much money, he does not give a fuck at all if somebody fucking steals his car, which is unlocked and has the key in it. That's not stealing. He don't care if he, that's just like somebody took it, like borrowed it. That's not even stealing. Is it? That's not even stealing. Is that what's going on? Oh, Compare shit. that shit to Young Dolph. Uh, is one of these niggas wealthy uh, Is both this dumb rich nigga shit I'm gonna go with the latter What you think? I think that Keyshawn Johnson Is probably a lot closer to wealthy Than uh, Reeling Dolph is Well, he, well he, he does own a, a a handful of Panera Breads Amongst other things Yo I heard Shaq owns like 155 guys And like 400 Starbucks Like crazy numbers Oh yeah stuff. that nigga's set 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 <laughs> Now set, that's set, wealthy set, set. Shaq is wealthy now Shaq's so wealthy, y'all niggas don't even know he's he's a nation of Islam. That's how wealthy Shaq is. Right, right. Yeah, he's but, a religious. You don't even know. I'm not even sure Young Dolph is actually rich. To be honest with you, I know you said that word, but I'm not sure he's rich. No, I don't think he got all this shit from the swap meet. You think he just ate this police report? I think so. Think? I think that there's a lot of that going around right now. I don't think that mm. most people leave that kind of shit just sitting in their SUV. First of all, that's just not normal. Oh, you saying that paddock was all Jussie? <laughs> okay, maybe. Maybe. I tell you what wasn't, Jussie. Your boy R. Kelly got released from prison. I'm sorry. Got out on bail. Right. Did you hear about this shit? I did. I heard a woman really, uh, paid his bond, but I'm not sure about that part. Did you hear how she funded that? No. <laughs> okay. So the lady's name is Valencia Love. Oh, well. Mm-mm, step in the name of love. Right. I can't make this shit up, be honest. I want to. I can't. If I were to sit here and say, Kunta, how can you make this shit as salacious as possible? What is her actual day job? Do you know, be honest? I don't know anything about her. She owns a fucking daycare. (laughs) Perfect. That's perfect. I would drop the mic right there, but wait, there's fucking more. How did she come up on $100,000? Let me get my glasses. Oh, no. She apparently funded the seven-figure uh, $100,000 to 
She she apparently funded the percentage of that one million dollar bond, ten percent, hundred thousand dollars, right? From a seven figure lawsuit settlement she received. Do you want to know why? Be honest. Why? What do you think? How do you think she got a, a seven million, a seven figure uh, lawsuit settlement? <sighs> Slip and fall. Please tell me it wasn't something uh, with uh, rape or uh, harassment related. No, it wasn't. Okay. Personal injury. Okay. Nah, man. A fucking wrongful death suit against a hospital where her daughter died. What? That's the best way she decided to honor her daughter's memory was by bailing out the Pied Piper of R&B wow. himself. And this bitch is 42, I think, or somewhere around there. This, it, I can't write this shit. I cannot make this shit up. That's special. Special what? It's just special. I, can't, I don't have another word. Just special. All right, one more. One more was hot in these streets. Uh, as some of you might know, the NFL Combine's going on right now. Where, you know, mostly black individuals are poked and prodded and paraded their physical wares on a stage. Check his teeth. The, in the hopes of, you know, joining an NFL football team and marrying a white woman. Um but let's talk about before the combine. Be honest, what if I were to tell you that news was recently made because a 5'7", 164-pound uh, football player, high school football player, signed with a small school out of the central, well, specifically the Central Methodist University in Missouri. What if I were to tell you a 5'7", 164-pound defensive back Slash wide receiver signed with Central Methodist University in Missouri. Would you give a fuck? Is he special needs? Is he Rudy? What? Why? How? So, so I guess what you're telling me is you know you wouldn't give a fuck unless he was Rudy or some shit, right? right. I wouldn't give a fuck then either, but that's too light and too short. Tony Harris. First woman to receive a scholarship for oh, a school position. You just broke my heart, dude. Tony, T-O-N-I-E, I, I bet. T-O-N-I. T-O-N-I. She didn't even put the E on the end of it with her dumb ass. Oh, this is awful. And it's a church school? <laughs> what the I fuck? don't know that. I'm just telling you to name the damn school, man. I, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I don't write this shit. I yeah. hope. I don't make the news, listeners. I just read the shit and. Um, I hope they fuck her up. I'm sorry, Tony, but I hope they That's fuck up, you man. up. No, no. I, Tony is short for Antoinette. I don't give a fuck. Antoinette. <laughs> <laughs> she played her high school at Redford Union in Redford, Michigan. Oh, God. I hope they give her and, that And uh, she apparently, uh, before signing this, she played for two years at a community college just down the street from me and where my lovely wife went, which is the uh, East Los Angeles Community College, oh. where she uh, recorded you know, several tackles. By several, I mean like three or four, <laughs> and uh, which is three or four more than me and you made. So uh, it is what it is. So she is uh, good on her. Good luck. I hope they give her the keep business. your head on a swivel. Uh uh-uh. uh I wanted to give her the business. I, I, this is this is the type of shit right here. Like I applaud her for being bold enough and you know what I'm saying and wild enough to go out there and do that. But at the same time, I just hope that they they give her the same treatment they'll give a, a a dude. That's all I want. Be honest, if she's a receiver or defensive back, how could she not get the same treatment? I want to see it happen, though. I'm tuning in. Who the fuck is she going to? Oh, okay, let me let me step back. Okay. 
I wonder if she's going to be able to really come down and be a run stuffer in the box. But um, boom. I wonder if she's really to if she's really you know willing to uh, lay herself out over the middle as a receiver. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I don't got no home training. You know, at the end of the day, I look at it like this: if she has the skill, she has the talent. No, you know, then she should be allowed to display that. I just have a hard, find it very hard to believe that um, there's much more to parlay this into. After these next two years at Central Methodist, uh, what was it? College, university, whatever. How do you feel about male Missouri? cheerleaders? I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Might be why the Rams lost in the lost the Super Bowl. Right. Yep. Yeah. Saint, got Saints Saints got one too. Do they? Yeah, they do. Damn. Yep. Yep. They got one too. Well, you know, uh, hey. I recognize that these times, these times, they are a changing. And, you know, if you if you like cheering, that's your life. Go for it, man. It's your life. Do it. Find out what code your parachute is. Live. Be your best self. Yeah, radio. Antoinette, be your best self out there. I cannot. When wait that two hundred and two hundred and twenty pound running back comes down on you in the box. And he should be at Alabama, but he can't because he's dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> Don't punk out and try to go for a leg. Nah, you take him square up. What was that movie? See the Snot happens. Bubbles? I think that was like a... What movie was that? The Snot Bubbles. That's I, a Little Giants, man. I want to see the Snot Bubbles. Oh, man, she go, I just have a feeling that unless she converts to full-time wide receiver, and even then, it's problematic. She's probably going to... Spend a lot of time in concussion protocol. He's gonna just take her ball as soon as she catches it. Just take it from her. I know she doesn't want me to say this, but the truth of the matter is, she's actually not hard on the eyes. What? So she's nice looking too. Yep. Oh, uh, they gonna they gonna make play light on her then. That's why she got so far as she did. And yes, I sexist. I don't care. Well, you know, I, I'd love to see her her actual you know game day uh, kit. Does she have like, you know, eye black and like the big ass uh, mouthpiece with like the teeth on it or something? How does, does she try to obscure as much as possible got, her identity? I don't know. She got extra dark lashes. Yeah, you come out there, he's like, oh, who's this little motherfucker? I don't know. Whatever. He's like, you already run down, you run, and you, they make the taco. Like, That's a weird noise you're making. I didn't think that was that hard of a hit. Like, That's weird. Uh, <laughs> oh, this misogyny is delicious. It is delicious. It's dripping with misogyny. Look, you know, unlike my co-host here, I try not to be a misogynist. I just don't believe that a skill position is the right place for a woman in football. I believe football is a very dangerous sport. If I had a son, I would not I would not encourage my son to play football. Me either. You know, so to the extent that she's trailblazing, I mean, good on her. She loves it. That's fine. I just think that, you know, at the end of the day, where does this go? If this is a way for her to get an education, fucking awesome. If, you know, she has aspirations of of next level, you know, I don't know, they play in the AAF. Is that what that's, is that what that league is called you were watching, to be honest? Something like that. Yeah, she wants to play in the AAF um, with the, 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 Soon to be Blaine Gabberts and Gil Gilbert Gilberts and um, and other cast offs. Sure, why not? Whatever, you know. If 
if he hate me can have have a role, why not her? But you know, I hope that you know she's able to not get blown completely the fuck up. It's not bubbles. Uh, yeah, I just. I mean, could you imagine? It's like I'm toasting this defensive back. You can't guard me. What the fuck, man? Get off me. I'm always open. I'm open. I'm open. Hey, man. I'm tearing your ass up today. Nah, that's not. That'll never happen. Fuck never. you. Wait, what? He sound real soft, sweetheart. <laughs> Don't call me sweetheart. Right. Psst, psst, psst. Hey, that's a chick. I mean, how would you feel if? How would you feel if you're out there on an island? I know, to be honest, you light-skinned, so you seem like you might have some receiver tendencies. You light-skinned. You out there living your best <laughs> life. You got, you know, got your matching armbands. You know, got your one sleeve. You got your, your, your visor. Your, your visor, even though it's night, it's a night game. You out there toasting. How would you feel if somebody said, hey, be honest. Say, man, I know you got 312 yards receiving in the first half, but just so you know, defensive back's a chick. <laughs> <laughs> Will that diminish you in any way? No, I'd get 650 yards by the end of the game. Would you Would you be depressed? Would you be like, oh, shit. I would turn it shit, up on her man. ass. Like, damn. Damn. She got to learn, man. She got to learn. Well, contrary to what we're both saying, I'm sure that many people have tried. I actually, you know, really quick, I actually did play at a very small school in Texas, high school and grade school football. And some, there were women, well, there was one I can think of. And I got to say. You had a woman you on know, your school team? No. Oh. We played against a woman. I got to tell you, it didn't go well for her. Yeah. It didn't. And I, I have a daughter who wants, who wants to play flag football and that shit. No, I'm putting a kibosh on that. Yeah. No. Nah. Flag football is fun. Let her play flag football. But, you know, any aspirations? No, but that's going to transition. I want to play, yeah, you know, because uh, boys are terrible. Well, she might, Teenagers are terrible. But like Jamie Mack is trying to, I don't know if you if you follow the same, you know, sexual identity path as Jay Mack wants his kids to be, but that might be, you know, keep her keep her away from those dudes for a while. You got to be watching it. You, you have to pay attention to No Nonsense Children to have any idea what I'm talking about. That's a subliminal, but. Yeah, no. Uh, just to put some belts and spinners in there, Jamie Mack has expressed a preference that his daughters become lesbians. God bless Jamie At Mack. At least until you know, they're just, like 25. You know, I just don't know what strands of weed he's smoking these days. It just, who knows? Who knows? You never know what you're going to get out of him. You can get angry Mac, misogynist Mac, and you never know. You never know. You never know. But in any event, Antoinette, Antonia, good luck with that girl, but that's a tough way to go about business. If I were you, I'd learn how to kick. Baking's nice this time of year. I hear that it is, but uh, maybe she's good. Who knows? I didn't get a scholarship. Well, I guess I would have to want one. <laughs> I was about to say, I didn't get a scholarship to play in a IA football, but I guess I would have to actually seek one out. Right. I didn't do that. So I don't I don't know. That's not to diminish, to yuck your yum. You know, I'm rooting for her to do whatever it is she thinks she wants to do with whatever she has. Um, anywho, let's talk about some real shit. So... Listeners, clearly, we're probably not going to name the next segment real shit. I mean, we could. <laughs> not opposed to it. 
But this is where we kind of turn the page and, you know, stop fucking around and get a little bit serious about things that we believe that you need to know, we need to talk about, real, actual, newsworthy, non-fuckery things that are probably going to affect your life in one way or another. Be honest, I'm sure that you've heard about, but did you watch any of the Cohen testimonies? Um, I watched it, but there was... I'm sorry, testimonies? He testified multiple times, only one was public. Testimony. I watched it, but I didn't hear it. The sound was off. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> what the fuck was the point? That don't count? <laughs> I intended to listen to it, but something happened, and I had to put the, um, the computer on mute, and, you know, it just it, it went through the whole thing, but I didn't get to hear any of it. All right, well, for those out there who know, who may not know, Michael Cohen, former Donald Trump uh, fixer and personal attorney, gave his public testimony to the United States uh, Congress, particularly the the House Oversight Committee, chaired by Representative Elijah Cummings, who looks like slavery. He's seen some shit. Uh, Notwithstanding the fact that he's seen some shit, and we'll get to this later, he had to reiterate that he is BFFs with Republican uh, congressperson uh, representative Mark Meadows, who is a piece of shit. Um, I digress. So let's just hit some of the high points of of the Cohen testimony. He prepared an opening statement uh, to really give you a roadmap on what he was going to talk about. And one of the key things that happened in this is that he was there to answer questions about some of the roles he played with the Trump administration during the course of being the president's personal attorney and fixer. Fixer, what do I mean? I mean, when shit goes down, he fixes it one way or, the, or another. Um, there were two different tasks, two different uh, strategies taken. The Democrats appear to want to know more about Michael Cohen's uh, revelations now that he's no longer President Trump's fixer. Why? Because he's going to be starting a three-year prison term because he has been convicted of multiple crimes, which include uh, bank fraud. Um, he's also had some campaign finance violations and uh, among other things. So he's going to be going to jail for three years. Uh, he's also currently involved in investigations with the Southern District of New York, who was investigating uh, multiple items that the Mueller, Robert Mueller, is not. Just to be clear, uh, Robert Mueller uh, is is uh, investigating, as he's the special investigator, uh, has been appointed to look into what we're calling uh, a potential collusion between Donald Trump and his camp and his political campaign uh, up to and after becoming president with Russia. So far, so good. Kind of. All right. The Southern District of New York, on the other hand, is investigating literally whatever the fuck it wants. That's kind of a problem. Uh, Donald Trump, if you're him, you can see that the, the Mueller investigation is on one specific issue, collusion with Russia. Right. Period. The end. Period. Whereas the Southern District of New York is going to be looking at whatever the fuck it wants. That includes campaign finance violations, money laundering, tax evasion, literally an open book. Anything that the statute of limitations is not run, they're looking into ongoing investigations of criminal activity by Donald J. Trump, uh, the Trump uh, organization, and people, members of his uh, campaign. 
When did they? That's get, kind of a when, problem. When did they get the rights to do this? When did they, when did this get sanctioned? The rights. The they're, the, they're the they're the state of New York. When did it get sanctioned? I mean, like when did this start though? When did they say okay? We've well, started. Uh, oh, actually, I'll have to look it up and get back to you. I'm not going to make it up. The investigation has been going on for at least a year. They've been doing it for an investigation for a year. Okay. Now, what you need to understand and what the key differences are is that for those that don't know, um, whatever the Southern District of New York comes up with, they will not be able to indict until Donald, until after uh, Donald Trump is no longer a sitting president. Got you. Okay, that makes sense. That's going to be the difference between these state focused investigations and what Robert uh, Mueller is doing. That was my next question. That makes sense now. Okay. Now, what you also need to understand is that just this past week, another state has launched an investigation into Donald Trump and uh, members of his campaign. And that state is, uh, I believe it's the District of Columbia. And just to be clear, the state of New York's uh, Southern District of New York, they're 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 looking into criminal activity. District of Columbia is, is apparently looking into uh, campaign finance violations. That would be a civil penalty. I also read somewhere that New Jersey is also filing has also launched a similar investigation with regard to what the Trump uh, political campaign may have done in connection with uh, funding itself through activities in New Jersey on a criminal perspective. So you've got possibly two criminal. Um, state-based investigations ongoing at the same time as the Mueller investigation. This is a problem. For who? Donald Trump. Okay. Because anything goes. There's no, there's no focus. They can follow whatever they want to follow. Whatever leads the Southern District of New York finds it's going to follow up on and, and they have the same subpoena power as any federal institution does. So they, they can, you know, they can subpoena records. Donald Trump can hold it off as long as he wants, but when he's no longer president, he will have to face this music. And apparently he's going to get these hands from the Southern district of New York because Michael Cohen at many times throughout his testimony could not talk about certain areas because he said they were quote, part of ongoing investigations with the Southern district of New York. So let me ask you a question. Cohen right now, his job is to testify against the the Mueller investigation. So having a no, 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 Russia? right now, what Cohen was brought, what Cohen did when when Cohen first came to Congress. So this is a little background, people. So Cohen first uh, uh, testified before Congress at some point last year, in which he laid out uh, several allegations that President Trump did not know anything about payments of any kind. He didn't know anything about any conversations with the Russians regarding businesses while he was running his campaign after the Iowa caucuses. Basically, he didn't know anything. This is all a witch hunt, et cetera, et cetera. That apparently is not what Cohen is saying now. And uh, now Cohen is testifying on what he wanted to say, uh, quote unquote, what I know about President Trump. So segue. So before he began his testimony, Cohen uh, gave a written statement. You have to remember, Michael Cohen is an attorney. So it, it, the, the statement pretty much laid out the parameters of his, uh, his, what he was going to testify to. Very important for the listeners that watch and those that didn't. Throughout this process, this testimony that happened, he testified for five hours before uh, the United States House uh, Oversight Committee. Testified for five hours. Uh, how this works is each representative gets five minutes. You with me so far? Yep. 
Five hours. Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat. <laughs> All day. All day. And you could give your time back to someone else. So that someone else with Republicans was, I believe, James Jordan. And uh, so it's Jim Jordan. Might be Jim Jordan. Apologize. Uh, and so what they did was they didn't want to hear anything Michael Cohen had to say because one of the reasons Michael Cohen's been indicted is also for lying to Congress. That's also part of those three years. Tax evasion, I'm sorry, tax fraud, uh, campaign finance uh, uh, violations, and lying to Congress. Right. So every time a Republican had a chance to question Michael Cohen about what he was saying, they instead didn't ask him about what he was saying. They just focused on, you're a liar. Why should we believe you? There's no reason to believe you. You don't know the truth. That was the party line. Every single time it was a Republican's chance to talk to Michael Cohen. Smart. Is it though? Yes. So let's go to this opening statement. So one of the key things Michael Cohen said in his opening statement was, I'm ashamed that I chose to take part in concealing Mr. Trump's illicit acts rather than listening to my own conscience. I am ashamed because I know what Mr. Trump is. Quote, he is a racist, he is a con man, he is a cheat. I recognize that some of you may doubt and attack me on my credibility. It is for this reason I have incorporated into this opening statement documents that are irrefutable and demonstrate the information you will hear is accurate and truthful. So what are these documents that Michael Cohen brought where he said, don't believe me if you think I'm a liar, look at these documents. He brought, quote, a, he brought a copy of a check Trump wrote from his personal bank account after he became president to reimburse Mr. Cohen for the hush money he paid to the adult film star Stormy Daniels and prevent damage to his campaign. So he brought a copy of a check that Trump signed as he was president. <laughs> he just smiled at that. He also brought copies of financial statements from 2011 to 2013, which, Mr., which he gave on instruction of Mr. Trump to Deutsche Bank. Why? You might recall some years back, Trump wanted to buy the Buffalo Bills. To do that, he needed to show he had the financial wherewithal to do so. He also brought a copy of an article with Mr. Trump's handwriting on it that reported that an auction of a portion of himself, he actually arranged for the bidder ahead of time and then reimbursed the bidder from the account of his nonprofit charitable foundation. Ooh. With the picture now hanging in one of his country clubs. And he also provided copies of letters I wrote at Mr. Trump's direction that threatened his high school, colleges, and the college board not to release his grades or SAT scores. <laughs> Going back to the statement, I know Mr. Trump. I know Mr. Trump is a, quote, he is a racist, he is a con man, he is a cheat. So let's talk about uh, some of the big ticket items here that, he, uh, that Cohen discussed. One of them is uh, Russian businesses. One of the big deals that Trump has been saying is that after Iowa, he wasn't, he wasn't part of any negotiations. One of the key things that Michael Cohen said you know, is that, one, we can thank Mr. Cohen for Donald Trump running for president. Did you hear about that? No. What did he say? Apparently, it was his idea. He saw some sort of uh, you know, polling, some sort of uh, throwaway poll, and apparently some small percentage said, you know, who would you vote for for president? And somebody said Trump, and so he ran with it, went to Mr. Trump's office and said, hey, you should run for president. 
And that's where it all started. So Cohen is responsible for Trump being president. He's responsible for Trump even deciding to run for president. Okay. Apparently, uh, Donald Trump referred to his run as president as, quote, the longest, uh, the greatest infomercial in political history. And that apparently Mr. Cohen said that Trump never expected to win the primary. He never expected to win the general election. The campaign for him was, quote, always a marketing opportunity. Still is. One of the things that Trump also was accused of doing by Mr. Cohen is that he he assigned a number to the Trump brand of four million dollars. Who I'm sorry, who assigned that number? Did I say four million? I meant four billion. You know how he got to that number? How? He did, and he fucking made it up. Okay. Anywho, <laughs> so back to the Russia business negotiations. Um, he admitted that Mr. Trump didn't tell. Cohen to lie directly to Congress. That's not how he operates. Meaning that if you work with Mr. Trump long enough, you find out that there is a code in how he talks. You've heard anything about this, be honest? No, but it's obvious. That he's not going to be able to just say that. So that's pretty obvious. Right, like a mob. You know, you know, wouldn't it be nice right. if X, Y, Z? Right, so um, with regard to the negotiations, Mr. Cohen said, to be clear, Trump knew of and directed the Trump-Moscow negotiations throughout the campaign and lied about it. He lied about it because he never expected to win the election. He also lied about it because he stood to make hundreds of millions of dollars on the Moscow real estate project. I lied about it, too, because Mr. Trump had made clear to me through his personal statements to me that we both knew were false through his lies to the country that he wanted me to lie. He made it clear to me because his personal attorneys reviewed my statement before I gave it to Congress. So before, uh, when Cohen appeared before Congress last year, he gave a similar written statement. Apparently, this is one of the revelations. Additional lawyers reviewed that statement that is now, Mr. Cohen is saying is false, to revise it. What does that show? That shows that perhaps there was an orchestrated um, movement at the behest of Trump to falsify statements to Congress. Okay, but still sounds like Cohen's the only one that's got any dirt on him. From what you said so far, I still only see the dirt on Cohen. Eh, maybe. Hacked emails. Be honest, you know, uh, getting access to hacked emails is a, is a federal and state crime. I do know that. Okay. So one of the, one of the allegations against Mr. Trump that um, Mueller is looking into is Mr. Trump's uh, knowledge and or connection with the Hillary Clinton Wiki, WikiLeaks email dump. Around. Right. And uh, our good buddy, Mr. Roger Stone, who has currently been uh, is currently uh, under indictment for his portion in, in connection with the WikiLeaks email dump. Uh, may or may not have spoken to Mr. Trump. Here's what Michael Cohen says about this. As I stated earlier, Mr. Trump knew from Roger Stone in advance about the WikiLeaks drop of emails. In July of 2016, days before the Democratic Convention, I was in Mr. Trump's office when his secretary announced that Roger Stone was on the phone. Mr. Trump put Mr. Stone on the speakerphone. Mr. Stone told Mr. Trump that he had just gotten off the phone with Julian Assange of WikiLeaks. That Mr. Assange told Mr. Stone within a couple of days there would be a massive dump of emails that would damage Hillary Clinton's campaign. Mr. Trump responded by stating to the effect, wouldn't that be great? So... 
What did he know and when did he know it? So, so Michael Cohen says that Trump was aware of the hacked emails and that he talked with Mr. Stone about it. Clearly that we don't know, you know, at what direction Stone did anything to Mr. Trump. Matter of fact, Mr. Cohen testified that he viewed uh, Roger Stone as an independent independent actor. Okay. Thank you for what it is. Um, racism. Remember one of the things that Mr. Cohen said was that uh, he knew he knows Trump as a racist. Right. Cohen testified, Mr. Trump is racist. The country has seen Mr. Trump court white supremacists and bigots. You've heard him call poor countries shitholes. Shout out to French Reggie. Um, in private, he's even worse. Shocker. He once asked me if I could name a country run by a black person that wasn't a shithole. Can you? Can you? This was when Barack Obama was president of the United States. So yeah, I don't think the United States is a shithole. Um, you know, further, there's, gets, there's more. While we were once driving through the struggling neighborhood in Chicago, he commented that, quote, only black people could live this way. Hmm. And he told me that black people would never vote for him because they were, quote, too stupid. Okay. I'm, I'm interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm listening for racism. I don't hear any yet, but go ahead. Well, you know, I don't know which be honest I'm talking to. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm talking to the good be honest or if I'm talking to the great be honest. I don't. I don't see somebody saying the black people are stupid as racism. That's just not to me. That's not racism. Well, you know, hey, black Klansman. I'm sure it's a personal tell. Any event. Um, Next are the inflative assets. Donald Trump is a cheat. So apparently Trump would undervalue, would, would overvalue assets based on nothing when it was fi- when he could do so, but deflate his assets when it came tax time. And apparently Mr. Trump would do this so that he could always appear on the Forbes list to be moving up. Right. That was very important to him. And one of the things that Mr. Trump also did, as I spoke about earlier, was that he actually put a portion of himself up for auction (laughs) and then paid for it out of funds from one of his nonprofits. He didn't share that part. That's got to be illegal. Yeah. You think? You think? The rest of that stuff, I think, is business as usual. That's what a lot of people with money do. So I don't know. That that doesn't bother me as much as it does that he's using his um nonprofit to to buy himself at an auction. That's that's obviously illegal. Okay, let's talk about the porn payoff. Why is that important? Because the payoff was made two days before the election. Okay. Why is that a problem? Because there are campaign finance laws that prevent you from from doing anything to obscure the truth from people before an election. Mm-hmm. Porn payoff. That doesn't really make sense what you just said. So, oh, it doesn't. Not, not really, because in this case, he's he's paying her to not say that they had sex, right? Is that what the, is that what was about? No, he's paying her so that this this doesn't surface and the voters are not aware of. Okay, it. I don't. I, I still don't see how that's. That, what does that have to do with the country? Because the voters have a right to have access to, to who the you had sex with, out. and when you try to subvert the truth. You're committing a fraud on Kunta. the election. Who you had sex with? But the is point a- that we need to focus on okay. is that Trump has said time after time after time again, he doesn't know anything about this. Right. And he Trump would have us believe that Michael Cohen paid off uh, Stormy Daniels and another woman out of the goodness of his own heart. 
Mr. Cohen actually went in detail on how the payments were structured. For one, uh, they were structured to appear to be a retainer for his legal services. When asked if there was a retainer agreement, Mr. Cohen said, no, there's not one. That's kind of a huge problem. Okay. That's fraudulent. But more importantly, more damningly, Cohen, as I said earlier, had an ex- uh, had a document showing a check from Donald Trump that he wrote from his personal account while he was in, while he was president. More importantly, February 2017, one month to his presence, presidency, Trump apparently reassured Michael, "Hey, don't worry, your January and February reimbursement checks are coming in. Reimbursement for the money you paid to Stormy Daniels." Right. All right. So Trump's a con man. Yeah, I get it, but I still don't see how this this doesn't look that dirty. I'm sorry, it doesn't look that dirty. I, I mean, there's a lot of nuance here, and the nuance. Uh, no, no, no. There's plenty of nuance to make it illegal for you to be able to hold office when you do things like this. Right. There, you know, you can't. You know, the president paying. Well, let's just start here. Do you remember how why Bill Clinton was impeached? Um, he was impeached because he possibly uh, had sex with a woman. No, because he lied about. Oh, right, because he perjured himself. Donald Trump has said he's known nothing about these payments right. at all, ever. Let me ask you a question. Now we have a fucking personal check signed by Donald Trump. Let me ask you a question, Kota, honestly, and be honest. When you heard that they were impeaching Bill Clinton because he lied about it, how did you feel about that? Be honest. Let me tell you what I felt. God damn, they trying to get the old boy. I thought it was pretty Let stupid. I thought it was a pretty he stupid He plays reason. saxophone and everything. He's the closest we're going to have to a black president. Because I was naive and young at the so time. So you didn't feel like it was a little stupid? Even now, you don't feel like that's a little stupid? The reason why they were going to impeach him was a little stupid? No, it's called moral high ground. Come on. Uh, it's called expecting morality and ethics in your, le- in your leaders. was something that we used to believe in in this country. Really? Let's get to the Russian collusion. That's really the meat All of it. All right. So I'm going to premise this with saying we didn't really learn much about the Russian collusion. We didn't. What we have is a meeting where we're talking again about dirt on Hillary Clinton. So what we're talking about is sometime in 2016, whether or not uh, Trump organized or orchestrated some some meeting with you know Russian individuals to get these emails and dirt on Hillary Clinton. So Cohen didn't have any direct knowledge of that. But what he did do was describe a a situation that occurred around that time. And what he described was an an evening around that time where Don Jr., Trump Jr., went behind his father's desk. Why did that shock him? No one goes behind Donald Trump's desk ever. Ever. Apparently, according to Michael Cohen. And he said he heard Donald Jr. whisper to his father's ear, quote, um, what do you say? Uh, that, quote, it's, it's a range or something that effect. And Trump then responded to him, said, that's good. Let me know. Why is this important? It's important because Donald, Michael Cohen testified that Donald Trump has said that Don Jr. has horrible judgment and is never allowed to make any decisions by himself. Michael Cohen also testified that absolutely nothing fucking happens at Trump in Trump's organization without Trump saying okay or no. Nothing. Nothing. And a lot of uh, business owners, a lot of successful businessmen, that's how it goes. They're at the top of that pyramid. They make the final decisions. So that's not surprising. So the, the idea that Donald Jr. acting alone 
could organize a meeting with Russian operatives to try to get dirt on Hillary Clinton is probably unlikely without Trump's knowledge. But he didn't really connect that. Okay. And so let's talk about the takeaways from that I the things that I didn't know that I learned from Cohen's meeting. So one was Trump spoke to Roger Stone about WikiLeaks. That's a big deal. Roger Stone's going to go to prison for some time because of WikiLeaks, because of email hacking fraud. Uh, that's a real law, federal right. and state. Right. He also confirmed that Trump directed him to pay off Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal. Uh, and there, by the way, the check that Trump wrote to him was a $35,000 personal check. He also confirmed that Cohen's initial testimony, which was false to Congress in 2017, was edited by Trump's lawyer. He named that lawyer Jay Sokolo. With regard to the ongoing negotiations with Trump Organization and Russia, Cohen also testified that he gave regular meetings to Ivanka Trump, Donald Jr., and I believe he also said Jared Kushner. At least 10 meetings throughout the time that those negotiations were going on. Um, let's not, you know, let's not be obtuse here. Cohen also said that Trump didn't directly ask him to lie to Congress. But as you pointed out, be honest, mob bosses don't have to tell somebody, no, really kill him. And say he should sleep with the fishes, that's code. Right. Another thing that Cohen says is that he doesn't want and never would accept a presidential pardon from Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, right. So let's talk about the sideshow that happened. So I told you earlier that while this is going on, the Democrats who need asking follow-up questions about whatever whatever Cohen testifies about and whatever he said in his opening statement, the Democrats are asking follow-up questions about it. The Republicans asked no questions about anything he was actually saying and only focused on, you're a liar, and this is what you got busted for. And and they talked about what the actual charges were against him. They tried to go into some fraudulent statements he apparently made to some banks. So in other words, based on the Republicans' tactics against Michael Cohen, I don't know how they would ever in any scenario be able to take testimony from someone who was an insider but turned on someone inside of a, you know, an organized crime uh, venture. I don't know how they would ever accept testimony from someone like that, given the way they, they acted. So it was really partisan politics. One of the exchanges involved Representative Mark Meadows. Remember, one of the first things Michael Cohen said was Trump's a racist. And be honest, you've said that you didn't hear anything racist. Right. So how does Representative Mark Meadows prove that Trump's not a racist? Have you heard about this? I have not. He had a special guest. Behind him. <laughs> Lynn Patton, who's a member of Trump's staff. And she's black. Of course she is. So because she's black, the virtue of her presence really shows that Trump cannot possibly Couldn't be. be racist. Couldn't be racist. What do you think Democrats did with that? Uh, I don't know. Did they let it slide? No, of course not. This, folks, is why voting fucking matters. They tore his ass up. So Rashida Tlaib, Tal a representative of Michigan, freshman representative, 
My nigga, my nigga. How motherfucking nigga? My nigga, my... I tell you what. Well, she's one of the first Muslims uh, that was elected. And I t- after hearing what she did and seeing what she did, I tell you what, Ben, I almost, almost put on a bow tie and went to the corner with some bean pies. I almost did that. You can't do that, though. You already spent your fifty nine ninety five for this year's um, ordained minister badge. Fair. See, that's my accountability partner right there. <laughs> So she called out Meadows this way. When someone, when you're faced with racism and white privilege, sometimes it's very important not to call them, not to focus on, not, not, it's, it's important to call them out on what they are exactly doing. So what, what Mark Meadows did was essentially use a prop, a black woman, to show that, see, he can't be racist. He has a black woman in, on his staff. I have a black friend. That's so ridiculous. I have a black friend. I can't be racist. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. I like black women. How can I be racist? Bill Maher, go fuck yourself. Prison reform. The, the lady just got out of jail, did a press conference. What about that? That's, that's non-existent. So to Rashida Tlaib said, quote, the fact that someone would use a prop a black woman in this chamber and this committee is alone racist in it in itself. No, it's not. You know, you know what happens when you call a racist racist? What happens? They lose their shit. You know what happens when you call a non-racist a racist? They also lose their shit. It's like, order, no, no, her her words should be stricken. It should be stricken from strike her words, strike her. Uh, uh, Representative Cummings, you know me. You know my stance on this. You know me. And Elijah Cummings, who although, you know, I said he does look like slavery. He seems like a good dude, but he's still from a time where sometimes you did have to go along to get along. <laughs> he fell in the trap. He says, well, I know Mark Meadows. And, you, you know, he's been a really good friend of mine. There you go. And you didn't really mean that he's racist. Of course, because that's not racism. Rashida, it's not racism to say, hey, I'm going to use this black woman as, as a prop to prove he's not racist. No, it's not racism didn't to put a black shit. lady on the stage. He just looked at her and pointed at her. It's not racism to put a black lady on the stage. Define racism for these As people. a prop? That you're nigga, saying please. prop. You're saying it's a prop. It's not. It's she not, didn't speak. He just pointed her. This is my special person. This is my special guest, Lynette Patton. She's in Donald Trump's. Uh, uh, he's, she's, she's a member of Trump's staff. Yeah. Because she's here, how can he be racist? That's offensive. That's not he racism. Was a prop. Putting her on, on stage is not a racism. People use props all the time. It's not racism. People that isn't are not racism. props, to be honest. People are definitely props. People are absolutely props. And anything can be a prop. That. That's Any, racist. Anything, no, it's not. Race, I need people to start defining racism before they say something is racism because that's ridiculous. That is not Probably. racism. That may not be nice. It may be nice. A, he dehumanized the woman by using her as an object. He did not call her an object. He did, using someone as a she prop. She didn't even speak. That doesn't mean anything. She's on the staff, yes or no? Yes, she's on the staff. And do you, did you see that now he has a black staff member, yes or no? And? That's not being a prop. 
They didn't stand on her, did they? Did they use her as a table? The point. Did they, they use used her as a table? Her well, she's a whole, an example. Well, she's a microphone stand. Uh, look, there's one. So clearly, there's no racism here. Microphone stands are black. Did they use her as a microphone stand? No. Basically, that's they used no, her. They didn't. By the way, she was standing next to a sign that said. Michael Cohen, liar, liar, pants on fire. Right. This is what the Republicans did. Right. They had signs. Yeah. They had signs like a goddamn uh, sporting event. <sighs> yep. I don't see racism in that, though. You may, not, you, may well, not think you, it's, you may not think it's on the up and up, but that's not racism. Racism is very, very clearly defined. And th- She was used as a fucking prop. I completely racism. disagree. She was dehumanized, as white people often do. Whether or not. Oh, by the way, Mark Meadows... He's one of those representatives that said that President Obama is actually, uh, we need his birth certificate. He's not from here. Yeah. So is that it, just kind of shows you where is his best friend? Well, my really good buddy is Elijah Cummings and he's black. So how can I be racist? Is it unhuman to stand on the stage? I don't see how she was dehumanized. Was to she doing something as non-human? a prop? Was she doing something here, non-human? She's a prop. Get your panties out of a bunch. She's a prop. So All here, right. here's so my question. So your girl, here, by the way, AOC. No, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we move on, I would like to get your opinion on the Cohen stuff because you kind of went through it, but you didn't tell anybody how you actually feel about his, his the legitimacy of what he's saying, the power of what he said, and what the ultimate outcome you think will be because of it. Grasshopper, I'm not done. My bad. That's why we're going to AOC. My bad. So... As I said earlier, Democrats actually tried to ask Cohen what new information he had to talk about to try to get information and see where they should go next. Because let's be honest, Michael Cohen is going to jail for a variety of reasons. One of them is he fucking lied to Congress. Right? Right. He admitted. He apologized. I didn't read that part of his opening statement. He apologized for lying to Congress because, quote, he was there to protect Donald Trump and Quote, now he's no longer doing that. He was here to tell the truth about Donald Trump. Is this not what you want from people who are insiders and criminal organizations to come out and tell the truth? Is that not what you want? That's not what I want. So at the end of the day, Michael Cohen alone, his testimony, he can't rest in the investigation on that, nor is Mueller. The new documents he presented, they are helpful. So what do you do from here? Your girl, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She actually followed up on some of the names that were named because she actually wanted to see where do you go next. So there were a few names that were mentioned. One is uh, Mr. Uh, Weisselberg, Alex Weisselberg, I think. Um, Cohen talked about him over and over and over and over again. He's a chief financial officer in the Trump organization. And he actually was granted immunity by federal prosecutors for providing information on actual Cohen's role in the hush money payments to Stormy Daniels and the other lady. By the way, two affairs the president denied. By the way, Michael Cohen also said that Donald Trump had <laughs> put him on the phone with Melania. <laughs> to tell Melania, <laughs> no affair, no affair. He didn't sleep with Stormy Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Which Mr. Cohen said, that's one of the things I regret. That's one of the things so, he regrets. One of them is that lying to Melania. <laughs> I, you know, how dare he, how dare he, you know, disparage 
the happiness of a white woman. That's a whole other conversation. Mail order, Brian. Anyway. Anywho, uh, so Weisselberg apparently knows everything about the org- the finances of Trump Trump organization. That's going to get to a lot of things. That's going to get to this uh, actually these uh, the fraudulent payments made to these two women and that were trying to that Trump had set up as quote unquote uh, a retainer for legal services. Which one? There's no retainer agree- agreement, and two, no legal services were provided. So the the oversight committee is probably going to talk to Alex Weisselberg. Um, another name was a uh, Matt Calamari, another member of the Trump Organization, and then another person was Run Lieberman. Basically, all the Trump's organization, its heads are going to be called in by the uh, Senate by the uh, Representative Oversight Committee. That's where they go next. We're trying to. I say we because the American people should know this. Seems like the Democratic majority is trying to set forth a case to get Trump's financial records and his tax records, and that's really where we will see who has funded him, and and then what you can draw from that. You remember, Trump has not released any of his financial records. The only financial records we have are the 2011 and 2013 financial records that apparently Cohen had in his possession. Why? Because he was asked to secure financing from Deutsche Bank for the Buffalo Bills attempted buyout. To be fair, Creflo Dollar hasn't released his tax documents either. That's fair. And also to be fair, I'm pretty sure Eddie Long didn't release his ever either. (laughs) (sighs) What do I think about this? We're just getting started is what I think. I think Mueller is running out of time. One of the key things that we learned from Michael Cohen is that the Southern District of New York is looking into criminal activity specifically by Trump organization and specifically by individual number one, Donald J. Trump. That's big because they don't have a net. They don't have parameters. They're not reined in. You know, you've had former Trump advocates like uh, Chris Christie, who used to be in Trump's uh, transition committee, saying this is a problem. Trump should be more concerned about the Southern District of New York than even the even Mueller. Mm. The only saving grace Trump has with Southern District of New York, also New Jersey and also D.C., is that he can't see that indictment until he's not president anymore. He can't. Donald Jr. can. Ivanka can. Jared Kushner can. You've seen the news where they're talking about how uh, it's, it's come out that Donald Trump pushed for Jared Kushner's top secret credentials, even though uh, Trump's advisors, particularly his generals, I think it was Kelly, if I'm not mistaken, told him no. Didn't see that. The same Jared Kushner, who was now working with Saudi Arabian uh, prince, uh, to broker a deal on God knows what, the same prince that's been accused of of having a a member of the press killed. Isn't it also the same Jared from Subway? Mm, You know, he does look like he could be that type of Jared, but no. No. No, no. So, I don't know. It was very disappointing for me to watch the uh, Cohen, you know, hearing and see that the Republicans really made no effort 
try to dig into any of the things that he's saying and instead spend all of their time just saying, oh, you're a liar. We can't listen to you. Why, can't listen to you, but, liar. But la, la, la. They essentially stuck their fingers in their fucking ears and said, la, 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 la. Yeah, why would they, why would, how would it benefit them even showing any credibility to his, his words? How does that benefit them? Because they all swore an oath to protect the democracy of this country. Oh, please. Here's what I here's what I see. You have multiple individuals at multiple um, organizations, including the FBI, who are have ex- expressed concerns that the current president of the United States may in fact be a Russian asset. That's a fucking problem. Right. So let me While ask- this is going on, by the way, you know where Donald Trump it was? Golfing? Sadly, no. Though I bet he wishes he was. He was in, in Vietnam talking to his good buddy. From North Korea. Oh, yeah. Oh, that didn't go so good, though. Why not, be honest? I don't know, but they got up in the middle of it and decided not to continue. When you engage another country to get to a deal of any kind, you first send your envoys to start the groundwork of the negotiations. Right. And only after you make fucking headway on what you think you have an agreement to, do the leaders of the countries get together to finalize a deal? Not these two guys, though. They're both like these. Mi- this motherfucker, the Art of No Deal, should be the name of his book. Apparently, literally, just showed the fuck up. They're micromanagers, both of them. He just showed the fuck up, and nothing got done. No matter how much he tried to kiss Kim Jong Un's ass, nothing got done. You know, at one point. They kicked the press out. They barred the press. Yeah. And the excuse Sarah Sanders gave was that because the press was trying to ask Donald Trump questions about what Michael Cohen was saying because these things are happening at the same damn time. Right. The fucking excuse Sarah Sanders gave was that the dictator, Kim Jong-un, and if I'm mispronouncing or have his name wrong, fuck him. Um, was disturbed by questions being shouted. He's not used to that. Right. Because as we all know, North Korea doesn't have a press. You don't need a press in North Korea. Apparently you don't need a press in the United States of America anymore. And so nothing got fucking done. And he had to get back on a plane, fly back with no deal. You know how much that cost, be honest? How much that cost the taxpayers of this country for Donald Trump to go and fuck around in North in uh, and actually Vietnam with uh, a dictator to get no deal twenty million one point three million dollars so it was pretty cheap huh it is cheap it's wall money wall money cheap breaking news today by the way the uh, Republican senators are now breaking ranks and it looks like the the uh, the referendum against the national emergency is going to go to Trump's desk and he's going to have to veto it and he will. I know that you don't. You think that doesn't matter, but it actually does. It does matter when your party is now breaking against you to some extent. It's a problem. Yeah, he hasn't really dealt with that. That's a problem. But speaking of the of the Republican Party, I'm not disappointed in what the fuck happened. It just shows you just how shitty civility and politics are in this country. Case in point, Representative Ilan Omar. You know who that is? I do. That was the, uh, that's the other Muslim freshman representative. Right. 
she got in trouble a few weeks ago because she called out um, heavy Jewish influence on American relations with Israel. She got rebuked. rebuked. She had to issue an apology. Sit Why? down. Don't fuck up the money. Big money. Shut the fuck up money. Made her sit down. So be honest. Apparently the GOP running anti-Muslim posters, one of which has a picture of the Twin Towers, says never forget. Immediately below that, on this same poster is a picture of Representative Ilan Omar. And the words, I am proof you have forgotten. So they are tying her very existence as a Muslim who chooses to wear a hijab to 9-11. That's where we are. Just calling people names, making up shit, making up lies. What are they making up? That somehow or another, the fact that she is representative and she's a, a Muslim who choose, an American Muslim who chooses to wear a hijab. Right. That one, she was somehow responsible for 9-11. That's not what that says. And two, the fact that she's a representative proves that we've forgotten about 9-11. Right. Okay. I, I think that's ridiculous and it should be it should be ignored. But I guess... They're not going to ignore that. Who's not? The base. Uh, I don't know. I think most most Republicans are, are smart enough to recognize propaganda. Why the fuck do you think that? That is not the base at all. Because most people... Michael are- Cohen testified, and I believe him on this point, is that he felt that he is... He felt threatened, and his family was threatened, not directly by Donald Trump, because again, he doesn't say things directly, but by his quote-unquote millions and millions of followers. That any time walking down the street, something could happen. Do you know that uh, Florida Representative Matt Gates, current representative, is now under investigation for tweeting out a threat to Cohen? I don't what? believe that the base is as smart as you think it is. What was the threat? Oh, I have to look it up. Come on, man. Tweeted a threat. Come on, man. Like, are we serious? This is, this is, it's like we're trying a to. A threat to a witness appearing before Congress? Yes, be honest. We're fucking serious. Threatening a witness who's going to be testifying before Congress? That's criminal. Yes. No, yes, not we're on serious. Twitter. I don't think that's, that's criminal on Twitter. Well, it, it you depends, know, it depends on what threat. the threat was. Yeah. I don't, I don't, all I'm saying is that a, a GOP poster and a, a quote unquote threat on Twitter, like, Come on, man. This is this is not this is not real. This is not real and a real issue. This is like we're gonna drum this up to be something. Nobody gives a fuck about that poster. Nobody's like, oh, they got her. Nobody's saying that. Yes, yes, people are saying it. It's a, no. it's this is news. This is this is this. Well, I believe today. it's news. I believe it's news. But I don't. I think that conservatives are a little more sophisticated than that. You'd be. Do you think? Do you think Democrats are more sophisticated than that? Some of them. Well, Mr. Gates has apologized. You want to know why? Because the Florida State Bar is trying to take away his license over this shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe they should because it's, it's tasteless. But I don't. I, really I don't want to find the tweet that he said. You don't need to find it. It doesn't really. What you matter. need to understand is that 
not only somebody like Mr. Gates has says that has done this, but Trump and Giuliani have hinted at things that could be happening to Cohen were he to testify. Here's what, what I'm getting out of the whole Cohen thing is that basically what Cohen is doing is he's about to do his three years. He's probably still getting paid hush money. And it's just like now he's he's been forced, obviously, to release some things. So like, you know what? You're not going to get out of this unscathed. You're going to have to come out and say some things. Just make sure that the things that you say are really just things that make you look even dirtier. And then you're going to try to put it on me, but it's not really going to stick because really you're the only one with your hand in the cookie jar and all these things. You, I mean, him saying that he didn't have a retainer, is that's just his word against theirs. Absolutely not. When you Trump have a retainer agreement, you have Trump, a piece of paper that says retainer agreement. But Trump doesn't have anything to do with that, though. That's all Cohen. What are you talking about? If Trump said, if you're his lawyer, that's what you're completely wrong. So you're if saying, you're no, someone's you're saying lawyer, Cohen, you're you have saying a retainer Cohen doesn't agreement. Have a retainer There's an agreement between the client and the right. attorney. Right. So Trump and, and Cohen have a retainer, or you're saying they don't? They don't. Okay. So what it's I'm false. saying. It's false. Who says it's false, though? Cohen, Cohen did, and there's no retainer. Right. Cohen says it's false. So if, if Trump is able to produce a retainer document, then what? Then he's lying. Who's lying? Cohen. What I'm saying is, is that Cohen has, is, in a, is in a position right now to probably make a lot of money if he's willing to just sit down for three years. Okay, and well, let's, can, let's, let's stop right there. Let's do two things. First thing okay. is, one of the lines of questioning that the Republicans picked up was they wanted Michael Cohen to uh, represent to, this, to Congress that he would abstain from seeking a book or movie deal that was that was presented as one of the only ways in which they would be willing to believe what he was going to say. If he would agree to testify on a penalty of perjury, he would not pursue a book or a movie deal based on his that. inside knowledge of Trump. He didn't do that. Why? Because what the fuck? Secondly, Michael Cohen was not allowed to testify about everything he knows. We know that because there was a hearing before closed door, and there's right. another hearing next week closed door that's not open to the public. More importantly, Michael Cohen was able to disclose he is currently involved with the Southern District of New York in ongoing criminal investigations involving Mr. Trump, of three which he years, cannot discuss. Three years as president. Wait, wait, wait. 20- and if his participation in those ongoing criminal investigations pursuant to Federal Rule 35 are fruitful, there's a possibility some of those three years could be reduced. Only if, if and only if, that testimony results in convictions. Right. He was Three. not allowed to testify about that at Congress. That's an ongoing investigation with Southern District of New York. Three so, years no, to be honest, I, I disagree with you that there's a lot of things that he probably knows that he could not talk about because of those ongoing investigations. Right. That's one of the huge takeaways from his testimony. Right. So the Southern District of New York is looking at Trump and Trump organization for criminal activity that's ongoing right, right now. Three we don't know what is- that's about. Three years as president, 20 plus years as in business, and we're still pulling straws. We're trying to find anything we straws, possibly can. Yeah. Okay, man. I just don't see the meat in any of this. I see a bunch of hearsay. I see a bunch of almost and maybes. Hearsay? There are fucking documents produced. There's a $35,000 check from Donald Trump to as who? president. To who? For something he says absolutely categorically he didn't know about and didn't happen. To who? Who's the check written to? Stormy Daniels? Michael no. Cohen. To Michael Cohen, exactly. Yes, reimbursement. But the reimbursement for what? You don't know. It's just for these legal words. services that don't That's, exist because there's no retainer. The reimbursement what I'm saying is what I'm saying is there's nothing. There's no meat there. That's just a check for thirty. He so he can't. Uh, Donald You're Trump saying, can't write a thirty. What are you talking about? There's no check? meat here. You talking like somebody meat. who eats a chicken bone, eats a, a chicken wing, and there's still meat on the chicken wing. There's lots of meat here. 
$35,000. He's written $35,000 checks. Um, you know how many times he's probably written those in his life? Come on. This is, there's no meteor. Cohen is Cohen has probably got a lot a of information. Apologist. It won't go well for you. History won't Cohen probably has a you being lot, a Trump apologist. Cohen probably has a lot of information that could be damning to Donald Trump, but he's not yes, going to release. Yes, and that information is apparently being disclosed to the he's Southern not. District of New York, he's which not is gonna why all the that. talking heads and even former Trump advisors are saying this Southern District of New York investigation is a fucking problem. Ooh, Mueller is coming. limited Ooh, to only Russian boogie, collusion. Boogie man's coming. That's it. It's gonna happen. I promise. One day, it's gonna. They gonna get him. One day, let it. I bring it. I, I encourage it. Please bring it on. I can't wait until he's not no longer president, so we can see what all this is about. Because just they're just they keep saying all these. You know what's we're gonna interesting get about him not being president? Michael Cohen said that one of the reasons why he decided to testify and come forward is because he believes that in the event Donald Trump does not win in twenty twenty, there will not be a peaceful exchange of power. <laughs> More fear mongering. This is ridiculous. Fear mongering. I, I just want to see. What does the man have to lose? He's going to the big house for three years. Not the big big house, but the federal big house. He's not, he's going to have enough money when he comes back. It's like if you buried your 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 booty, you went out and did something crazy and buried your booty, and now you only have to sit out for three years. You just sit, you just sitting away for three years. And you come back and you're rich. Do you think Michael you Cohen want, is done you when he comes leave back? Your kids and kid for three years. For some booty, the amount of money he's probably getting ready to get when he comes back from yes. who? Be honest, who? Right. From who? From who? I don't. I don't have any. I don't have Trump any meat is paying for you. him to say this shit. I don't think so. I don't have any meat for you. Yeah, let's 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 transition and get up out of here with a little bit of schism. All right. Be honest, your boy Coon Man cannot stay out of the fucking news. <laughs> he loves it. I can tell he loves it because he smiles every time they they give him a press conference. Coon Man. And you know what it is? Remember that's what we talked about, Coon Man? And you told me, quote, you told me that he was about to break out into a, a moonwalk again because they asked very him. Very close. He was very close to... His, and what did you say happened? His wife stopped him. Why? Because she didn't want him to embarrass himself or the state or their family. Let me tell you what this bitch did. Uh-oh. So, because Coon Man won't step down because he doesn't want to be, quote, remembered as a racist... <laughs> they are having uh, children come through the governor's mansion, and what uh, Ralph Northam's wife, whose name I don't remember, and I don't care to look it up, Miss Northam, because fuck him. Um, she's teaching them about Virginia's history, which includes slavery, which includes props. She is putting cotton in the hands of black children who are going on this tour and asking them how they feel if they had to if they were enslaved and had to pick cotton. What the complete insensitive white privileged tone deaf democratic fuck. Is that about? <laughs> you know what? Be honest. We I've talked bad about Republicans, and I always will. It's not going to change. But this white privilege shit—it doesn't know a party. This is white privilege. The fact that she feels that she needs to talk to a black child about slavery by putting a piece of cotton in the black child's hand. 
I, I don't understand what the fuck that, how, what, um, you could not see past your privilege to realize how insensitive that was. Let's talk about Maryland House of Delegates. A Maryland congressperson, state, Mary Ann Lasanti, Democrat. got to watch some hot mics. They really do. They catch some of the craziest shit. She was caught referring to an all-black or primarily black neighborhood as, quote, a nigger district. She had the audacity to say that that doesn't really represent her, and that's not something she says. <laughs> yeah, okay. Miss Lasanti, 51, told another white lawmaker that when he had been campaigning for a candidate in Prince George's County in the fall, he had been door knocking in, quote, a nigger district. Luckily, the Maryland House of Delegates has censored her for using this slur. We'll see how it shakes out. Is she going to step down? No, the fuck she's not. Is she a Democrat? Yes, the fuck she is. <laughs> Listeners, here's the fallacy. King Kuhn is actually not really a liberal. I'm not really. Eh. King Kunta actually uh, believes that the one bite rule, you know how dogs have a one bite rule, every dog has one free bite. I'm going to be controversial. I believe that, you know, I'm shocked at the existence of white people in this country who've never, ever used the N-word. And I also wouldn't be surprised if they used it once. You know what I'm really surprised about? That there are no pictures of Bill Clinton in blackface. Think about it. Born and raised in Texarkana, Georgia, uh, Arkansas governor. I don't know. I don't know. One bite rule. Not really shocked. But Miss Lasanti, fuck you. I hope the Republicans won't have you. Racism. I didn't really want to talk about this, but it's kind of newsworthy out here in California. A young man was killed in the back of his own house, in the back of his yard in Sacramento, by cops who thought he had a gun. He actually had a cell phone. You want to know what the official findings of the investigation was, to be honest? It's been a while. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Nothing wrong here. Business as usual. Charged. Yep, won't be charged. Reasonable suspicion that they were in danger. I'll allow two police officers to fill to kill this young man in his backyard. Why not? You got anything happy to take us out with, be honest? Uh no. I I feel like I feel like me having the Cohen testimony on mute was pretty much the same as you listening to it because it's not going to matter much. No, I really, it's a shame you didn't hear these Republicans who are just like, la, 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 la. Is that what we're doing here? And this, you know, in closing, Michael Cohen gave a warning to anyone that wants to support Donald Trump. If you blindly follow Donald Trump, you're going to suffer the same consequences that I have. I think that's pretty telling. 
con man, a cheat, a racist. Somebody that's known him for 10 years. We'll see. Listeners, let us know what you think about Michael Cohen's big day on Capitol Hill. You think he said anything that's going to push the ball forward anywhere? I think it's more of the same. I think this is just noise. You think, like, be honest, that Trump is just getting, you know, more publicity for his 2020 run? Are you waiting about for the Mueller report? Do you give a fuck? Is the, is not Mueller, Mueller, is the Mueller report even going to be public? We don't fucking know that. Democratic Congress says they're going to soon make it public if it's not. We'll see. Do you care about Michael Cohen? Can you trust a liar? If you can't trust this liar, can you ever trust someone who's been on the inside and now wants to be on the outside? If you apply the Republicans' logic, once a liar, always a liar, then a whole lot of crimes in this country never get fucking prosecuted. That's all I got, man. No, black and both sides, but nothing is black and white.